Welcome to the So Far So Good Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Bussey. I've lost over 80 pounds and kept it off for years now. I was a professional at losing weight and then gaining it all back and then some over decades and decades. I finally figured out how to have peace around food, the scale, and my body, and I have 100% confidence that this struggle has ended for me in a complete victory. I'll provide all my tips and tricks, as well as solid strategies and tools for you to consider and then implement, for you to finally put this issue behind you forever. These strategies will work for whatever struggle you're facing, whether it's with your weight or any pain point. So stay with me, even if you've never had an issue with your weight. Let me make it abundantly clear that I am in no way a medical professional or registered dietitian, so please consult one or the other if you have any specific medical or dietary needs, but... If you know for sure that this battle is not meant for you at all, but you're wondering how to finally escape and get out of the diet cycle and mentality, please have a listen. I'm ready to share all the things I was missing and all the mistakes I made so you can learn from my failures and get yourself some traction, take action, and then ride the wave of momentum right along with me. Basically, I'll show you how I won so you can too. Let's go. Well, hello, hello. Hey, friend. Hey. How's it going? Welcome. Glad you're here today. Today, we're going to talk about attachments to food. How's that one hit you? I often wonder if you, you know, knew the title was coming first before you hit play or if it just sort of comes at you. Oh, and I would love to be a fly on the wall when everybody receives the title, which I always say I want it to be an invitation, but sometimes you might hear attachments to food and be like, oh, okay, good. Yeah, I would love to hear some more about that. Or sometimes it could be like what I've noticed with a couple of friends lately um, as they are just friends in general ask me weight loss questions now, not surprisingly, you're probably not surprised to hear that. And I'll say something like, oh, yeah, let me answer that a little later when I have a little more time, you know, to unpack that. And they'll, I've had a couple friends recently be like, uh-oh, or here it comes, or something. I'm like, no, no, that is never the intention. We're never coming in with like, well, this one's going to hurt. So if you ever read a title, I wondered if you heard attachments to food. and just ask you to pause if something inside of you groaned like, ugh, this might be a deeper topic than I'm willing to go to. But as always, I mean, every once in a while, I think I did come in with one episode that was kind of a rant. We'll give you a warning if that happens again. But this one is truly just an encouragement for everybody. I just thought it was important to slow down with this thought because I wonder if you've ever considered this. I can't even begin to tell you how late into my own journey that this one clicked in my mind. And so as always, loving to save you some time as you're walking through this journey with food or whatever is going on for you, because I'm sure it will apply to other areas. Uh, Let's talk about attachments to food. And then one more thing real quick is, I just wanna invite you if you ever, because I can't tell you how many times I've listened to another podcast, this does not only apply to my own, but you know, you, you go ahead and you hit play even though you think the topic might not apply to you and then you find out that that's the one that like hits you right in the heart in the best of ways. And the exact one that you needed. So always give everyone's podcast a chance, even if the title doesn't quite make sense, because usually they'll be bringing you some nuggets 
behind the nuggets. At least that's been my experience. So all that to say, welcome. Glad you're here listening to this podcast about attachments to food. And so the reason that this one came up and I wrote a big note about, oh, I need to do a whole podcast on that, is that I was speaking to someone sort of in a kind of a therapeutic circle who was speaking about how, and it was a marriage discussion, and she was talking about how the intimacy connection with couples can be greater when they share some food together. There's apparently, I never really thought of it, but there's all these studies that apparently women feel super loved and nurtured when they are offered food, perhaps like on a date night or such, and it can increase the intimacy between partners. I was like, well, of course, that makes perfect sense. (laughs) Ah, So funny story. So recently in our family here, family being my husband and I, uh, this year he has switched into a role with doing some more of the shopping and getting the food and all that. I've been putting him through like a, probably feels like he's in a training course or something for all the subtle nuances when you send your husband out to go get the food. But I am so grateful that he's been helping with some errands and some things because I've been stretched in a couple of extra directions this year, as you could probably guess. But it's been super helpful after literally almost 20 years of us being together. Uh, I have always been in that role and to sort of be passing that torch over to him not only has been super helpful for me to be able to focus on some of the things I need to focus on, but also it does feel super nurturing. I gotta say it, when he comes walking in with the food and I didn't have to go do that. So I know that not everybody has a spouse that will be bringing you food, so please don't be discouraged by that because I'm gonna mention some other ways to be feeling nurtured. But I thought that was such an interesting connection. And so now, of course, my brain, as always, is like tuned into this. And I thought, so interesting. I definitely feel like warm and fuzzy every time he comes in and has taken care of some air and taken something off of my plate that I've been doing for many, many years and might have been more burned out about than I even knew. (laughs) Ah, yeah. So then I realized too, after hearing all this, that I had planned this day a couple of weeks ago now where I needed to be in San Diego for the day for an appointment, but I didn't have anything in the afternoon. So I blocked off some time to stop in an area that I love on the way back, take myself to a restaurant I've been wanting to go to, take myself out to coffee after that, go and walk through the area and go through the shops and do all the things that I like wanted to do. And I have been looking forward to this day so, so much. And I took the afternoon slow. I wasn't in any kind of hurry to get back. No one was looking for me. It was like the best day ever. And I realized what I was actually doing was nurturing myself with that lunch and that walk and that coffee and just shopping and maybe checking my brain. Uh, But it made so much sense. I was like, well, of course, we have this attachment with the food. And so of course it makes sense that I wanted to take myself to lunch, you know? So, but I'm here to tell you, I mean, decades before and even years before, I would not be taking any kind of time to nurture myself in any manner. (laughs) So I would have just been like, keep going, no time for myself, gotta just keep going, moving, serving, running, running the race as hard as possible, never taking a break. But 
the way I can show up now with like added capacity and joy for the things I need to do because I'm taking time like this to nurture myself. And even now I already see, you know, the compounding effect of my husband doing some helping around the house with some of these errands and such. So I was telling him, this is like so great. I'm just really tuned into this right now about, you know, our attachments to food. They kind of make sense. I was like so much about that. And my husband said, you know, it makes sense to me too. Because imagine back in the day when like the men had to go out and like kill an animal for the day and bring it back to the wife that of course, you know, that would make her feel bonded because he was bringing in the food. And I was like, so true. What an excellent point. And I said, I'll see your point there and I'll raise you back to I've been reading and, you know, hearing over the last couple of years, which is such a profound truth about remembering. So here comes the big point here of the day, remembering that uh, that food is literally our first attachment. When we come out of the womb and either our mother or whatever caregiver was doing the feeding of you and caring for you, that food was our actual first attachment that we had. And as I learned that and started to really pause and consider that, it made so much sense. And it was like, well, no wonder we can have some very deep grooves, you know, in our brain, heart, mind, and physiology, truly, around food. Like, who would be surprised? And I mean, the literal, I felt like it was an anvil that was taken off of my shoulders when I really started to understand this, that like, it makes perfect sense. But here we all are beating ourselves up about having complications with food and having a lot of thoughts around food and feelings around food and all this kind of attachment to special foods. And we have foods that are culturally important and important around the holidays. And certain people we eat certain foods with. I mean, there's just, it, there can be a lot going on with food is what I'm saying. But I would have been really hard on myself about it before. And I just love working with people to help them sort of, you know, slow down with that concept and realize, oh, it actually makes perfect sense. And just normalize that honestly, it can be surprising if you're not having some issues around food because it was our very first attachment. So additionally, then it gave me this whole other compassion for people who are struggling with other issues, which can come along. Like I'm working with someone right now who's working through some issues with alcohol and it can come along. I'm sure we all know people and love people who struggle with alcohol, drugs, um, all the things, but we have an experience with the attachment with the food that can then make it make sense that we develop an attachment around something like alcohol or drugs or shopping or gambling or whatever the thing is. And then that's a whole conversation about, you know, the dopamine that is released when we get into all these things. And then we just create a cycle where we just want more and more of that. But it just gave me a new compassion, especially you know, for people close to us that are like really struggle with drugs and it has really taken a toll on their own physical health, on their family, on their parents. I mean, there's so many people around us and I'm sure you know one or maybe you have been one. Um, So all love to you and your family if you're struggling with this in any way or if you yourself are struggling with this. But I just want to remind you that it makes sense and it's not an indication that you're broken. (laughs) because you have an attachment with food. 
you're not broken. This is completely normal. Like many, many millions and billions of people experience attachments with food and you know, habits increase around it and such and thus and can be worse for some people than others. But it doesn't it just make sense? So I just wanted to pause and just truly normalize it for you. If you feel like you have an over identification and attachment to food, that we don't beat ourselves up about it, that we sort of invite it in like, wow, well, that of course makes sense. And then how can I slow it down and get aware about like, where did this really come from? Like, when did this start that, you know, this particular, I don't know, sees candy became important to me at Christmas or whatever the thing is. I think it's so interesting to roll it back to where did this start from to give ourselves some compassion around why is this happening and why can it be happening in multiple areas of our lives with multiple issues, whether it's food and or something else. We can be layering, you know, other issues on top of the food. You know, a lot of times people are having a combo plate of the challenge with the food and the alcohol together and my heart goes out to you. But again, I'm like, of course it makes perfect sense. And the best part is that of course it's possible to unwind this if we just slow down enough and sort of we're unraveling that ball of yarn a little and getting aware about where did this come from? Is this really helping? Is it really, really helping? Do we believe that we can change? Because of course we can change. And I love being an example to everybody of what's possible here with this because a thousand percent, I'll just keep saying it until y'all hear it. If I can do this and fix this and just be in complete peace and victory around food and be at my healthy weight, then most certainly you can too. Of course, it's like the thrill and joy of my life to help you not have to do it in the 40 plus years it took me to figure this out. So anything I can do to help you accelerate that process. But when I really took a deep breath realizing that attachment to food is completely normal, I wish I could even describe to you you know, how much that helped me in my journey to sort of lay that one down. Like, okay, well then now what? Like if I know this is normal and it's okay, and I'm not broken, I'm not this horrible human, I'm just a human, then, then what? Like, what do I want to do now? Do I want to make a change here? What action do I want to take? So for our action item this week, Watch yourself this week where you notice food nurturing you. And where is this a good thing? And where is this maybe not leading us to the result that we want? And how can we navigate that and maybe find another way to nurture ourselves? Maybe we do go shopping, go walk out in the sun, do, you know, have a massage or, you know, call a friend or spend some time connecting because a lot of times what we're looking for with the food is like that connection to that first connection and that first attachment. We're just looking for more connection and attachment. So where else can we find this besides food? I mean, we're probably never, I don't know about you, but I'm never going to give up some attachments that I have to food. Like I love them. I love the food can bring us joy. I don't ever want that to go away. But I've also found other ways to meet that connection, that attachment need that are not around food. So I just want to invite you to consider where that's possible. What else 
you could look to for the connection that you really want and to help feed, you know, what you're really hungry for underneath all of that. So watch where the need for nurturing is coming up and spend some time with that. Allow some food, but allow other ways too, like hobbies, walks, I don't know, exercise, more connection, like I said. And do the nurturing eating when you notice that you're doing it with awareness. When I went out to eat and took myself to the new restaurant never been before, never been to before, I mean, I had a slow lunch there. I took my time. I looked at the entire menu. I was sort of checking out the whole vibe in the neighborhood and in the restaurant and like the people that were there. And I mean, I soaked up every part of that experience and then I heartily enjoyed the food, which was delicious by the way. And then I took myself out for coffee too, which I also, you know, all the smells and aromas with coffee. I enjoyed every sip. I just tried to connect with the people in the coffee shop that were, you know, behind the counter there. And I just like made it a whole experience that day. So how can you nurture yourself in a way more holistic way than just the actual food? But how can we pan the camera out to find some more nurturing and connecting? And, you know, how nurturing is the food really? You know, I had some great food that was very nurturing and enjoyable. But when we think of food nurturing us, you know, how nurturing is, you know, an entire package of Oreos versus like, you know, a pot of soup that you cooked all day in the crock pot for yourself that was delicious. I mean, equally nurturing, but really? Because the Oreos, like how nurturing are they really? I'm, I mean, I'm all in for Oreos. Please have some and enjoy them. But if you're eating a whole package of Oreos and thinking that's really being nurturing, I just want to invite you to question that. So, you know, have some gummy bears, but also have some fruit, you know, and enjoy the fruit. It's beautiful. Like fruit, the whole concept of fruit just blows my mind. It just, fruit is amazing to me. The whole how that even happens is a miracle. So I love fruit. I love slowing down. So if we're going to use food, for nurturing, let it be like a slow, aware, mindful process. And just attachments to food. Are you needing to be nurtured? This is normal. This is good. This is healthy. Of course you need to be nurtured. So I just invite you to take such good care of you, yourself, with the food and with rest and with water. You deserve to be deeply nurtured. Ask others to nurture you. You know, my husband is helping me out right now, but if you don't have a husband, you know, connect with a friend, go out to coffee, get on a phone call, get on a chat with a friend or a family member or just anyone that you feel like you want to connect with that would give you that attachment and that nurturing. Just final fact, attachment to food is normal. It's a good thing. Let's enjoy it in the best healthy way for you. And let's get all of our needs met and let's not do it only with food because this was not food's, you know, only way that it can, it's the, the thing the food was meant to really do for you. So let's find our attachments. Let's make it make sense. Let's make it work for you. Let's make it help you get to the results you want. 
Let's enjoy our food. Let's slow it down. Let's be mindful. Let's soak it up and soak up all the nurturing this week. Look for opportunities to find nurturing and where you're already looking for it and where you've maybe never looked for it before. Alrighty. So thanks for tuning in today. Always just a thrill to be speaking to you. I love you all so much. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you so much for listening to the So Far So Good Coaching Podcast. It has been my absolute joy to have you with me. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review. Let's build a community and you can help this effort by taking just a moment to give us the best rating so that others can find us and join us on the journey. Please be in touch with me at my website, which is SoFarSoGoodCoaching.com. Would love to hear from you on Instagram as well, which is at SoFarSoGoodCoaching. See you next time. Until then, let's take our lives so far and make them so good.